Time for the WJR Sportsbook? You bet. Sponsored by Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Now here are your hosts, Steve Courtney and Jamie Edmonds. How you doing? I think it works out pretty darn good for you all on a Monday. Uh, we get to piggyback off my good friend Sean Belisian and Sports Wrap, and now we move forward with a little something-something we call the WJR Sportsbook. Right here on 760 WJR. Always look forward to spending time with you and, of course, thanking our good friends at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort for their support of this program. Uh, Steve, here in the uh, Golden Tower Studios, meanwhile, my partner, Jamie Edmonds, wherefore art thou? Um, I'm at my house after a long day on the links with yours truly. Yes, the March of Dimes Golf Classic. Uh, It has been going on so well for so long. And uh, kudos to our broadcast associate and good friend Guy Gordon and all the wonderful people, Jamie, at March of Dimes, making such a wonderful difference for children who certainly need it. And uh, I have had the distinct pleasure of participating in this outing. Uh, No need to go into exactly how many times, Um, but it's always a blast. And uh, this time around, back to Indianwood Golf and Country Club in beautiful Lake Orion. How about that? Yeah, it was really fun. I learned more about the March of Dimes that I didn't know about and how some there are these maternity deserts where people don't get obstetrics care. So this is close to my heart. I, I just went through it. So I was happy to be there. Yeah, and it's uh, so vital uh, to point out, uh, as I said, the outing itself has been going on for a long time and uh, generating much-needed revenue um, because it is all about uh, ensuring that ladies uh, are properly taken care of while they're expecting. Sometimes, you know, things don't go according to plan. And uh, there are various numbers and statistics out uh, as it relates to that, and it's sad and it's tragic. But uh, the good news at the end of the day, uh, the March of Dimes is there to help uh, ensure mama and baby are fine. Yes, it was a lovely day. We did not play together. I was in a group with Guy Gordon, and you were in a group with who, Jeff Marcero, et cetera. Yeah, Jeff Marcero, et cetera. You were in the group in front of us, and uh, sometimes I would see you on the tee box, and I, I'll be honest with you, I was looking at you like I was a lost beagle. <laughs> <laughs> did you miss me? I did. Uh, but everybody had a wonderful time. I played... Uh, with our sales guru, uh, Mr. Marcero, his brother, Mike, who I've had the pleasure eh, of playing with a couple of times prior, uh, Dave Neitzer, a fine fellow from Illich Sports and Entertainment, and Andy Mangan, uh, who was in the corporate world for a while, and now he's very happy working at Lowe's. And uh, we had a wonderful squad. We were on fire on the front nine. Uh, but at the end of the day, we were five under through nine, and then we finish eight under. Nowhere near um, where we needed to be. What was the winning number? I had heard 17 under. Oh, my uh, goodness. One group was. And, you know, let me just say this. And I don't want to come off like I'm whining or anything like that. That's just not my style. But right, of course. The greens uh, on the old course at Indianwood, simply diabolical. I don't know how else you'd describe them. A, a, a very difficult, bendy, if you will, undulating greens. It was tough. I mean, sometimes we had five cracks at it and we couldn't get a putt to fall. So we ended up 
seven under, which is certainly not winning golf. Well, you know, and here's the thing. Uh, we certainly didn't give ourselves any favors uh, leaving 25-foot birdie putts sometimes. And like you mentioned, just winders. And, you know, what are you going to do uh, for a wonderful cause? And at the end of the day, uh, just brilliant. And they were talking about maybe some rain moving in uh, about 4 o'clock. That did not happen. But as we now know, it's on its way. Yes. So we avoided the rain. And I think it's funny. Wherever I go now, people stop me and they're like, are, is this Lions team for real? Do you think it's for real? And that happened today as well. <laughs> oh, nonstop. Um, lots of folks, uh, you know, firing away because I think um, and I discussed it with a uh, few of our valued listeners out there at Indianwood. Uh, I think people are very apprehensive. You want to be full bore for this organization, for this team. Um, but look, the bottom line is, and we've discussed it before, James, uh, if you have been a longtime Lion fan, you know exactly what it's like to get punched in the gut time and time again. And do I think that's going to happen? I don't. I, and I don't know anything more than somebody else does, but I just have a confidence in what Dan Campbell and what Brad Holmes has put together here and Dan Campbell's staff. And I think, you know what, what's even more important is I think they're confident in what this team is capable of. Yeah, I mean, Dan Campbell is always so even keeled. And even when they, you know, had that losing streak to start the season last year, he never changed his ways. And so when this hype train is rolling, as he says, he's still that same even keel guy, which I think is good. Well, and he's already addressed. As a matter of fact, they won a training camp with the uh, hype train. And I'm glad he addressed it because, look, it's real. And uh, not only is it real here in uh, the great city of Detroit, uh, the great state of Michigan, uh, it is a phenomenon that is nationwide. And again, uh, it has been a long time uh, since the nation has embraced what's going on with the Honolulu Blue and Silver. Uh, and, uh, you know, we get a little dose. We'll talk about uh, the preseason win, the opener over the visiting New York Giants, 21-16. And again, uh, preseason football is what it is. I've always loved it because I like the competition involved when you're considering uh, there's a lot of dudes out there fighting for their NFL lives. But at the end of the day, I think you build perhaps a winning platform in preseason ball. Coaches have been saying that forever and ever and ever. Nobody likes to lose preseason or not. But at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. Um, so you just keep plowing forward. Yeah, I mean, you the score doesn't really matter in preseason, but you learn valuable game experience if, say, you're a rookie or a young guy. And how about, you know, them driving down the field and doing the QB sneak to win the game? Like, that's stuff that you'll take with you into the regular season. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And um, certainly you would rather win than lose. And, you know, kudos to the young uh, Adrian Martinez. Um, he uh, had himself, you know, five rushes, 14 yards, for uh, uh, four or seven for 37 yards, um, no interceptions. Um, and, you know, here's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. You know, Adrian Martinez is not going to be a Detroit Lion. He's a depth guy right now uh, during training camp. But what he's doing is he's building, you know, some sort of uh, uh, highlight reel that maybe another National Football League team is going to take a look at. Uh, from his perspective, I don't think it could have gone any better from the way he was looking uh, at his responsibilities in the preseason opening win.
Absolutely. And the juxtaposition against Sudfeld, who had thrown interceptions, he looked quite good. Yeah. Um, you know, Nate, you know, we'll talk more about it. We got to take a break and I got to okay. introduce the guy who's in charge of all the buttons and dials over there. Uh, Jason Fistler. Jason, how you doing, lad? Everything is well. I, I am well, yes. Um, Excellent. Hey, are, are, are you involved in putting the fantasy football league together here at the Blowtorch? No, I'm only uh, in charge of winning it. <laughs> oh. uh, no, I am not. I asked if, what, when the uh, draft day was, and I did not get an answer. So, Well, we'll see, because I know there was one last year, and uh, Kevin Dietz won, and he'll, he, I think he's reminded me every day uh, since he won for crying out loud, but yeah, he, you know, beat, he beat me in the final. Yeah. Oh, did he really? He did. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, there's a little bad blood there. You want to talk about it? <sighs> <laughs> My therapy sessions have finally ended, so I'm just going to move on. You know, and I'll just be honest here. Um, I got out of the fantasy game. It's probably already been seven years because I would just find myself if my dudes weren't doing well completely frustrated and i love watching the game too much yeah i am uh, more obsessed with fantasy baseball these days and because I, I have a partner because it's it's just too much and we won it four years in a row which means oh wow this is uh from 17 to 21 so we will never win it again i'm convinced which makes it like when you get spoiled like that and then and then you don't win it you know i don't know <laughs> baseball wow that is too much work yeah yeah it, it's great to have two to, like to have a partner because he catches things i don't catch and vice versa and it's it's nice there's got to be a lot of numbers in fantasy baseball yeah the worst is you'll pick up a, a hitter that's hot and then he's not gonna be hot anymore you know it, it's stuff like that <laughs> and so yeah it's tough now fantasy fencing that's what it's all about <laughs> <laughs> fantasy <laughs> figure skating yeah there you go uh you know, it, it, and believe it or not that's probably all real. I just it probably is about fantasy fencing, but you know, some guy's screaming at his radio right now. I've done it. <laughs> you can probably do anything. Well, what, yeah, there's no doubt about it. Uh, what we'll do, uh, take a break, come back, take a look at the uh, Lions' preseason win over the Giants. What's up next for them? Uh, there is this uh, really sad story about Blindside. Remember the 2009 film? But Michael yeah. Orr and the family adopts him, and he goes to uh, Mississippi State. Uh, they're alma mater, and, I mean, it was such a sweet movie. I had a cavity afterwards, but uh, now there's a big lawsuit going on. Man, there's so many lawsuits. I thought this was, like, a nice, sweet story. Well, for the law, well, again, we'll talk about it because there's a lot to unpack here. Make sure you leave it with us right here on the Sportsbook on 760 WJR. Welcome back to more of the WJR Sportsbook, sponsored by Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Once again, here are Steve Courtney and Jamie Edmonds. Yes, indeed, the Sportsbook continues here on 760 WJR. Steve and Jamie at your service, and Jason here as well, and you are as well, um, and the Lions uh, take care of business with that 21-16 uh, preseason opening win over the New York Giants uh, this past Friday night at beautiful Ford Field. And uh, the two teams, of course, participated in two joint practice sessions uh, last week leading up to 
the preseason opener. And you know what, Jane, before we go any further, uh, congratulations to our good, good friend, Lomas Brown. Uh, he is going to be going into Pride of the Lions, uh, the, uh, the Hall of Fame, if you will, for the Honolulu Blue and Silver, and a little overdue, if you want my humble opinion. Yeah, and I thought the video that the Lions video team put together was so touching, and Lomas was touched, and he's going to join 19 others in the Pride of the Lions. And then on that Monday night football game, they're going to officially do it at halftime, so I think the crowd will go nuts. Oh, they'll go absolutely ballistic. I texted with Lowe uh, this past weekend congratulating him, and uh, I was honest. I said, look, uh, you are the mayor of Lionville, uh, because I don't know if you've had the opportunity, James, uh, to walk around Ford Field with him on game day. Um, but you can't go more than 10 yards without somebody wanting a picture, uh, an autograph. And the thing about Lowe, he'll sit there and spend as much time as he possibly can uh, with each and every fan that wants some of his time. He is just a giant teddy bear, and I've only known him post his NFL career. I can't see him as this, you know, mean-spirited guy on the field. I just don't see it now. He's come a long way. Uh, you know, a little inside baseball here, perhaps. Um, I got a chance to know Lowe uh, when he was a rookie and uh, out of Florida. And let me just say this. Uh, there is small, medium, large, and oh, my God, he's walking this way. Big man. And Lowe was the latter. Uh, I played high school football. I've told the story a few times with Jeff Chadwick, who would go on to play uh, with the Detroit Lions. And uh, had a chance to... Uh, go to the uh, hotel bar. There was a little soiree uh, before the start of the season. Don't remember the year. Um, and Lowe was there. And I saw the dude eat one of them big silver serving bowls full of shrimp. <laughs> I mean, like, I would eat popcorn. That was all. And I told him that story years later. And he started laughing and said, yeah, I, I think I remember that. And... Uh, you know, he's just the most gracious, gracious man there is. I agree. He's worked, well, he did work with me on Sports Final Edition for a few years, and oh, I yeah. just loved it. He is a great, great guy, so I'm so happy for him and his family and all the success he's having. I mean, he does the radio broadcast like a champ. No doubt about it. Again, congratulations, Lo, to you, and like my partner says, your uh, wonderful family. All right, so uh, Nate Sudfeld. Let's uh, just talk about it for a hot second. He's kind of in a difficult situation, is he not? You know, he knows that he's the guy getting playing time for the moment. And then that changes this week. Teddy Bridgewater, I think it was last Thursday or Friday, signs uh, with the Lions. So he's going to get all of Nate Sudfeld's reps this this week. Uh, He is going to be the guy. And I don't know if Sudfeld was thinking about that uh, while he was out there, 15 to 28, 194 yards, and he also threw the two picks. Um, He did have one carry for one yard. Anyway, difficult circumstance for him to uh, participate with this Lions team for sure. Yeah, I mean, and he's been gracious, at least publicly, when talking about Teddy Bridgewater coming in and how he understands that, you know, what the team is doing and everything else, but it's got to be tough. Like, just think about you and your job if you felt like someone was coming in to take it. Well, uh, you know, that's a that's a very difficult situation because, you know, he knows what's going on. And so did everybody at Ford Field know what's going on. Uh, watching it on a tube knows what's going on. And it's 
it's difficult. So, you know, all of a sudden, we were talking before the break about Adrian Martinez uh, played some ball uh, at Nebraska, 4 7, 37 yards, uh, no picks. Um, he knows what the deal is, too. And now, <clears throat> Nate Sudfeld thought, you know, before the Lions signed Bridgewater, okay, <clears throat> at least I've got a job here. And sadly, that may no longer be the case. Well, he could have a job elsewhere, or he could be sure. a practice squad guy. I, I don't know. But, yeah, and when you're fighting for your job, you try and sort of excel, and that didn't happen for him on Friday night. Not at all. Uh, somebody who did excel, and I think you're going to be seeing a lot of Jameer Gibbs jerseys uh, at Ford Field and elsewhere. Um, you could see the athleticism uh, that this rookie uh, brings to the party, eh? Six carries, 19 yards, average of 3.2 yards per carry. Okay, I get that. Uh, but that reception he had uh, was for 18 yards. Uh, he only had the one target. But you can see this kid just has another gear, huh? Why they picked him for that dual threat. And it seemed like his hands were good, and he's going to be able to make a lot of catches that way, which is awesome. Um, a guy who didn't make a lot of catches was Jamison Williams. Mm. More on him in just a bit. But, you know, remember uh, when Brad Holmes made the decision to take Jameer Gibbs in the first round, a lot of people are saying, hmm, how do I, what, what's going on right now? Um, you're going to figure out in short order. I think the method of the madness of Brad Holmes, there's no doubt about it. Uh, Jamison Williams, I've got my concerns. I know a lot of other folks do as well. Uh, because more and more, when you take into consideration, James, the whole gambling thing um, and the productivity that we're seeing, um, it's just not adding up right now. Two receptions for 18 yards. Uh, the longest was an 11-yarder. He was targeted seven times. I uh, had a couple of drops. Um, and if I'm in his situation, and I know what he has said publicly about, you know, this is his start to the regular season. This is how he is going to go about his business is to make it seem like this is the regular season to him. Well, he's got a long way to go. And I hate at this point in his career, he's only going into his second year, really didn't have a rookie year coming off the knee injury. Um, a lot of people starting to throw the B word around, bust. I Okay, I think that's a little too premature. Let's see how he does here. He didn't really have a preseason last year, so they're trying to figure it out this year with him. The problem was the drop, of course, but he did make that one-handed grab for the two-point conversion. So you see flashes of greatness with him, but it's not enough for what they gave up to move up to get him. Well, and herein lies the problem. And I'm sure he is being reminded of this time and time again. Don't get me started on the whole gambling thing because, you know, absolutely ridiculous. All the circumstances surrounding that, knowing fully well how NFL teams go about informing incoming players um, and current players what the policy is. Uh, but that's water under the bridge. If I'm Jamison Williams, I am committing myself, not 100%, not 110%, that's all cliche BS, 1,000% to what I need to do. If you want to make this NFL career with the Lions work like you say you do, there, you, you got to put a lot of work into it. And I'm not saying he's not because, you know, things happen. But you've got two more preseason games to make a statement. And I hope he does. 
Yeah, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors, but I'd love to hear a story from one of the beat writers that Jameson Williams is just trailing Marvin Jones Jr. and Amon Ross St. Brown and trying to figure out how they go about their days and how they do their business. Because I think that would be, you know, he's got these veteran mentors right there. I hope he's using them. Well, I hope so as well, because he's got tools uh, at his expense. So uh, we'll see. I think the defensively, uh, heard so much about Brian Branch, uh, the rookie safety out of Alabama. Um, talked to a couple of beat writers, uh, O'Hara, uh, guys of that stature. Uh, fall in love with this guy during training camp, and then uh, you see what he has uh, going on in the opener. Uh, three tackles. Uh, he had one tackle for loss. And I'll tell you what, you talk about an athletic play. Uh, it was unbelievable. I think this kid has a chance to be something special. And I know just one preseason game, but here we go, getting a little momentum going for this Lions season. He absolutely blew up Cole Beasley in the play that I know you're talking about. And that's great. And so they let him play with the ones. Well, and the Aquora boys, uh, they uh, made a statement. I'll tell you that, Julian. Uh, you know, you might be one of those guys. He, you make the team. And, you know, we've we've seen him uh, sparingly in the past because of injury. Uh, three sacks, Romeo with a sack, uh, four between the Aquara boys. That was nice to see. Yeah, and I think that there's some shuffling and sort of roster question marks. And so for Julian Aquara to go out and do what he did, three solo tackles, I think is good for him. Yeah, and you know what? I think, you know, Aaron Glenn, the uh, – uh, rather beleaguered defensive coordinator uh, last year when the Lions started one and six. Um, the natives were getting restless, um, uh, wanting a change. Uh, and I like it. I like his style. Uh, you you know where you stand if you're on that defensive side of the ball for Lions, the way you play and the way that Aaron Glenn is going to communicate with you. That is absolutely 100% sure. Well, the best thing to happen to the defense is have competition and just have them feed off each other in this preseason and then the, may the best man get the roster spot. All right. Up next will be a Saturday afternoon tilt right back there at the friendly guide of Ford Field. Who's in town? That would be the Jacksonville Jaguars. They, sadly, Jace, uh, coming off a 28-23 win over your Cowboys. Huh? What do you make of that? Great game. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you got to be happy in this regard, and I'm glad you're here. Uh, the Pro Bowl guard, Zach Martin. This was a no-brainer yes. for Jerry Jones and Shouldn't company. have took him this long. Uh, he's going to be making $18 million in each of the next two seasons. And you know what? From the Cowboys' perspective, and I really don't care you know, what NFL team you are, if you've got an offensive lineman uh, of the caliber of Zach Martin, and he's proved it season in, season out, you got to pay. Absolutely. Can we make one mention about how everyone was just freaking out that they couldn't hear the game because there was severe weather? Oh man! Oh yeah, it was. uh, It was again. I don't want to shock anybody that's tuned into this edition of the sports book right now, but I was in a pub for research purposes, and (laughs) uh, people (laughs) were absolutely. And here I go again with a five dollar word: apoplectic. And I'm thinking to myself. You know, maybe this is a, a severe storm, and I understand it was on for a long time. Jamie, you're in TV. Is is this the norm or something 
a storm of this nature takes precedent? I mean, you're talking about the possibility of tornado, I guess. If there is something with your FCC license as a local TV station when there are tornado warnings that you're required to go on the air and alert people in that area, in your viewing area, and you stay on the air until that tornado warning goes down. So I felt for this girl, this woman, who had to just talk while these people, I can't imagine her social media, her Twitter, her mentions. And she had I mean, nothing she's to do with it. doing her job. Yeah. Right. I was also out for, for you know, per, you know research? research? Research. Yes, research. Beautiful. And, I, <laughs> and I'm like, and I was telling the people I'm with, I'm like, I've never seen this before. I've never seen somebody on the air this long. And I was told it was, it was common on that channel. But I'm like, I don't think, I, I mean, I've never seen it. I mean, and I thought too, I'm like, God, what is she saying? She's probably repeating herself, this and that. But yeah, that was strange. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, she, in her mind's eye, just doing her job. Uh, meanwhile, uh, folks in their living rooms and pubs and what have you are saying, okay, we get it. A storm may be coming, um, but and she kept zooming in, and some of the some of the maps when she zoomed in is like, oh my god, that looks horrible. Look at all that red. Oh my god, right? Everyone's in trouble. <laughs> uh, well, so- I just this is obviously way worse, of course, but like there wasn't any warning in Maui. They have to give people warning when there's severe weather. It was happening. A tornado did touch down in a place called Perry, so mm-hmm. you know. I just felt for her. It Also, people, relax. It's preseason game one. Yeah, it's okay. Everything's going to be all right. And, uh, you know, hopefully the uh, people affected by that particular storm the young lady was covering, uh, you know, made it to shelter in time. That's the important thing after all, right. is it not? Uh, right. When we return, uh, we will share with you the unfortunate story uh, that is brewing uh, with the 2009 motion picture Blindside. Sometimes things aren't as they appear, uh, or, or or so Michael Orr would like you to believe. Also, uh, some fascinating news about some NFL running backs. We'll share it all with you. Coming up on the Sportsbook here on 760 WJR. Welcome back to more of the WJR Sportsbook, sponsored by Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Once again, here are Steve Courtney and Jamie Edmonds. You know what, group, uh, earlier we were talking about fantasy football, and depending on the league you're in, uh, there still may be a premium on the running back position, uh, depending on how everything is set up. Um, I think one thing is very clear uh, as to a trend in the National Football League. Uh, The running back position is kind of looked at as being perhaps a little disposable. Am I right? Well, yeah, look at how people were upset that the Lions took a running back so high. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, you've got some established guys. You know, Zeke Elliott, dude's been in the league for a while. A lot of folks under the impression uh, that he was probably losing a little bit of steam. Uh, Here we are uh, going into preseason week number two, and he finally gets a deal. Uh, Zeke Elliott on his way to the New England Patriots. It had been rumored for a while, uh, but he gets a one-year deal. Uh, meanwhile, just coming across, uh, running back Delvin Cook, the former Purple People Eater, he uh, gets a one-year deal up to $8.6 million with who? Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. You know what? The Jets are bringing in some vets. Maybe this all works out. Well, uh, I did watch uh, last Tuesday night. Uh, Jace, did you watch? Anybody else watch the... I have not watched it yet. Usually I, I binge it, it after. 
I won't spoil it for you, but, you know, me personally, I, I, I just wasn't moved. And maybe that's a little bias on, on my part going back to last year when the home team Lions were on. But at least with the Lions and Dan Campbell, we know there was a little bit of pop, right? I mean, there was something going on and some uh, wonderful player mov- uh, moments. And I think uh, it was an attraction for a national audience besides well, so- what's going on here. What disappointed you? I mean, we talked about how the personalities are definitely not the same. Was that it? I'm just not an Aaron Rodgers guy. And it was kind of like they were going out of their way to let everybody know we got Aaron Rodgers and you don't. And, uh, you know, I wasn't uh, impressed with it at all. Uh, naturally, they had the uh, the deal of him walking out. First day of training camp, uh, uh, across the field, he's approaching the field. People see it's Aaron Rodgers. They go absolutely ballistic. And, you know, the thing about Aaron Rodgers is this, and I've seen enough of them to say this with a good deal of conviction. Aaron Rodgers, when the cameras are on, is going to be the most affable guy you would ever want to see. Now, the problem is, you know, maybe when the cameras aren't on, you know, he's got a reputation, again, of being a me, me, me guy and somewhat left of center. But is he good? Of course he is. He's an instant Hall of Famer, and I don't begrudge his abilities at all. You don't like his personality. Anyway. At all. Zero. I find him to be uh, blameless. Even look at his Packers career. When he was on the field and things didn't go quite the way he wanted, if somebody dropped a ball, if a running back didn't find the hole, he would be the first to point out their blunder. But if, well, like, against the, how the the draft didn't go well for him, and what transpired after that? Oh, the relationship he had with Jordan Love. Yeah, that was that's that, not that was, how he pictured things going. So then he, you know, it was ridiculous. Threw a tantrum. It was ridiculous. He's a teammate who happens to be playing the same position you are but you're Aaron Rodgers for crying out loud he's a rookie Jordan Love why don't you mentor the kid or at least give the impression that you want to mentor this now teammate well okay so is he giving the impression of mentoring on hard knocks there you go yes Uh he is as a matter of fact uh Zach Wilson uh was given a play allegedly by Aaron Rodgers that turned into a nice little touchdown strike and those two are like Eek and Meek. So, you know, clearly Aaron Rodgers heard some of the noise about how he feels about uh, quarterback teammates, if you will. But, you know. Well, and it, he knows the cameras are rolling, as per, per your point earlier. Yeah, and I think as this season of hard knocks with the Jets continues, the um, availability of Aaron Rodgers is going to be less and less. Look, late last week, there was already a sign that the Aaron Rodgers is now there because apparently a uh, a uh, red zone drill didn't go the way Aaron Rodgers wanted it to. And after it was all said and done, a few of the Jets players are coming off saying, ooh, oh boy, this is a different Aaron Rodgers we're seeing right now. But at any time, even if it was Aaron Rodgers' fault, that the two-minute drill or the, uh, the, the the red zone drill didn't go well, would he ever point the thumb instead of the finger? No. There's no way in hell that happens. 
Okay, so you hate Aaron Rodgers. Got it. <laughs> well, again, instant Hall of Famer. Uh, he has been extremely good at what he does, and I'm not going to take that away from him. Um, but that whole dark room thing of him going in and I'm going to go in this dark room for a few days and think about my future. Then he comes out and says that hallucinogen should be legalized and whatnot. Okay, dude, whatever you say. But I just happen to be under the impression that Aaron Rodgers' arrival with this beleaguered franchise, the New York J-E-T-S Jets, 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 I am not thoroughly convinced in any way, shape, or form that he takes him to the promised land. I'm a little bit intrigued with all the pieces they signed around him. So I'm not convinced it's going to go haywire just yet. Well, what they've got there is Green Bay East. So, right. you know, Aaron Rodgers wanted to surround himself with comfort. I get that. That that stuff happens all the time. But there are a lot of former Jets that are looking at it as a recipe for potential disaster. So, again, we'll just have to, you know, wait and see what goes down. But yeah, I'm, I'm mean, just not intrigued. He I, also has a running back now, so that takes a little pressure off. I don't know. It could work. That's all I'm saying. It could. It could. We'll have to wait and see. Nothing Here, but Here's uh, hoping for Aaron Rodgers to experience what Mark Sanchez experienced back in the day. Maybe ooh. another butt fumble. Oh, dear. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you what. <laughs> what are the chances? A BF. Yeah. Holy mackinoli. Okay. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, retired NFL star Michael Orr, uh, whose supposed adoption out of grinding poverty by a wealthy white family, immortalized, of course, in the 2009 motion picture The Blind Side, petitioned a Tennessee court uh, today with allegations that a central element of the story was a lie concocted by the family to enrich itself at his expense. How about this, James? The 14-page petition filed in Shelby County, Tennessee Probate Court alleges that Sean and Leanne Tui, who took Orr into their home as a high school student, never adopted him. Instead, less than three months after Orr turned 18 in 2004, the petition says, the couple tricked him into signing a document making them his conservators, uh, which gave them legal authority to make business deals in his name. Here is my question. Why now? He's already been through the NFL. He's he's won a Super Bowl, actually. Why now? Well, uh, according to the report, um, he just didn't have a whole lot of time. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, he would go on to play college ball at Ole Miss, the Tui's old mater. Uh, he was a two-time All-American and a first-round pick of the Ravens in 2009. Uh he would go on to have a legit NFL career with the aforementioned Ravens. And uh, the way he says, he really never had a time to sit down and take a look at what was really going on until now. And now, uh, based on these lawsuits and petitions and what have you, uh, he says there were some blatant financial irregularities. And it's always about money, is it not? Well, as I'm reading on in this article, apparently he's been telling people that he hated the movie The Blind Side for years because it wasn't true. And if you felt like this family told you that they adopted you and then they didn't, I could see some definite resentment if they lied. Well, here's where um, there's a little bit of a, I don't know what you've heard about me. I'm not an attorney. 
the petition further alleges that the Tuies used their power as conservators to strike a deal that paid them and their two birth children millions of dollars in royalties uh, from an Oscar-winning film that earned more than $300 million, while Orr got nothing for a story that would not have existed without him. In the years since, the Tuies have continued calling the 37-year-old Orr their adopted son and have used that assertion to promote their foundation, as well as Leanne Tuies' work as an author and motivational speaker. So something is not in sync here. No, definitely not. And he's saying that the movie depicted him in ways, like if you've seen the movie at the time, I thought it was so heartwarming and amazing that he struggled to learn and other things like that. So that has affected him in his professional life. People think, oh, he can't learn, et cetera. Well, you're absolutely right. Uh, Sean Tui uh, told the Daily Memphian website that he was stunned by Orr's allegations and said that the Tuies, quoting now, didn't make any money off the movie. End quote. Only a share of proceeds from Michael Lewis's book, uh, which was the foundation for the film itself. And then uh, there's also this passage here. Uh, Mike's relationship with the Tui family started to decline when he discovered that he was per- uh, portrayed in the movie as unintelligent. Their relationship continued to deteriorate as he learned that he was the only member of the family not receiving royalty checks from the movie. And it was permanently fractured when he realized he wasn't adopted and a part of the family. My goodness. That would be horrible. Well, like horrible you, if you think they're your family and they didn't adopt you and then they're getting royalty checks and you aren't. Right. And uh, like you bring up, uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, one of those deals that, um, you know, there's been s- some stories circulating that certainly in that 2009 film, there was some creative liberty taken. Because Michael Orr has been dropping a little bit of uh, crumb here, a little bit of crumb there over the years, over the last several years, that, you know what, it really wasn't what you think. But then now, all of a sudden, it comes full circle. And holy mackerel. It's gotten very ugly. When I went to the movie theater, yes, I used to go to the movie theater in 2009. I thought that movie was amazing. Cried at the end. It was was, uh, a wonderfully done movie. Uh, with uh, Sandra Bullock, yeah, Tim and McGraw. Tim McGraw. It was beautifully cast, and now this, unbelievable. All right, well, can uh, you really trust anything, Steve? <laughs> no, that is the most valid point so far of the hour. What can you exactly trust? Now, watch some stories come out about that shark from Jaws. <laughs> That'll just about do it. Uh, more of the sports book coming up here on seven sixty. WJR. Welcome back to more of the WJR Sportsbook, sponsored by Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Once again, here are Steve Courtney and Jamie Edmonds. Well, as it turns out, the Georgia Bulldogs will look to carve their place in college football history. A three-peat as the number one team as we see the Associated Press preseason top 25 has been released uh, the Bulldogs, by the way, have won the past two national titles while going 29-1, and but this will be uh, only the second time in program history they have been preseason number one. The first, oddly enough, back in 2008. Uh, interesting, James, this has been a dynamic program uh, for a while, but in particular 
uh, the last three or four. The Bulldogs have had 25 players drafted by NFL teams the past two years, including quarterback Stetson Bennett, uh, who I guess looked pretty darn good in his Rams debut, and All-America defensive tackle Jalen Carter uh, this April. Alabama, by the way, had been the preseason number one in each of the last two seasons. Uh, They will come in at number four, Michigan number two, Ohio State three, and LSU at five. Yeah, and it looks like Jim Harbaugh is going to coach every game this year. Yeah, I don't know exactly what's going on uh, with that situation. Because the NCAA, once again, uh, with all the integrity they can possibly muster up, which isn't much, uh, they said that, no, there is a lot more going on here than cheeseburgers. Because remember, that was the thing that, oh, Harbaugh's going to be suspended four games because of a cheeseburger. So they come out and they make this bold statement that there's a little bit more going on here uh, than cheeseburgers, recruiting infractions during the dead period of COVID, yada, yada, yada. But now they uh, are backing off this four-game suspension. They're saying that it's not necessarily done, but now what's the next step? I don't think they were really ever that clear. No, and... You know, this is supposed to be behind closed doors and no one's allowed to talk about it. But all of a sudden it was leaked that it was going to be four games and now it's leaked that this isn't going to happen anymore. It just seems shady. Well, uh, would you expect anything else uh, from the NCAA? Uh, No, and Harbaugh's lawyer is not happy about it. Well, you know what? Uh, Again, the NCAA has got to come out. Uh, with a little bit more explanation as to what's going on. One minute you're talking about a level one violation, which could have been up to six games, and now there was a four-game suspension on the table, and now they're saying, now, you know, we're going to have to get back with you, whatever the case may be. Uh, By the way, in all, in the AP Top 25, five uh, Big Ten teams, six if you include USC, which means uh, Mel Tucker and my Spartans will have to fight to get their way in. So there you have it. Our time's done. What do you know about that, James? I love Monday, Steve. All right, we'll do it again uh, very soon then. Uh, That being said, Jace, appreciate it. Uh, And as always, one and all, we appreciate you stopping by on Monday nights from 7 to 8 for the Sportsbook here on WJR.